What's up, peeps? I'm your host, Lee Benz, and welcome to the AEW Insider. This is the NXT TakeOver Results Show. Um, I did do a prediction show for that and SummerSlam. It's up on YouTube. Plus, on that video, I do a talk what happened about a high-intensity 8 last night. It was a really, really, really awesome show. you got to check it out. I got tons of high-intensity 8 footage, but i got to fi find time to put the video together, literally. Uh, i got so much footage, but stay tuned for all that. Uh, real quick, we'll get to takeover. The pre-show had my dog Sam Roberts. He helped kick it off. Uh, he is the man. If you man, if you do not follow, listen, or watch the last American broadcaster, Sam Roberts, you got to be living under a rock. Now on the takeover. The show kicked off with the Street Profits versus O'Reilly and Fish. I get they wanted to kick off the show with a banger, but I felt, I felt this match should have happened way, way later on the card. The crowd was 50-50 split between both teams, and they were very vocal. Would this be the match that starts the Undisputed's goal to be draped in gold by the end of 2019 or by tonight? We'll have to see. Um, the match was fucking awesome. Great spots, had the crowd on their feet chanting NXT over and over. I've been to a ton of takeovers. The performers always blow the roof off the fucking house. And in the end, uh, with two spears by Dawkins and a frog splash by Montez Ford, the Street Profits did retain their tag team titles. Uh, next up was Candice LeRae and the genius of the sky, Io Shiri. Both of the ladies looked very, very hot. Eo, call me gal. Uh, Candace went right after her, tackled her, and started pummeling her. I thought this match would be very, you know, eh, boring, but it was great. It kept the crowd hyped. It didn't lose the crowd, you know what I mean, being into it like a lot of times a second match can do. Uh, not only is she gorgeous, but she's deadly, and she whipped the piss out of Lorray. Eo is no joke. Uh, excuse me, she does not know the meaning of the word give up. Lorraine. I'm talking about Candace Lorray. She just kept taking a beating. And they say Eo's called the genius of the sky, and she showed it off tonight. She had tons of spots flying through the air, yet LeRae kept kicking out. This match had the Toronto crowd chanting NXT again, and in the end, EO put her in a crazy submission while digging her nails into her shoulder, and LeRae literally passed out. She didn't even tap out. EO just made her pass out. She put her to sleep. It was a great friggin' match, though. I thought it would be with the worst or second worst of the night, but boy, the ladies did prove me wrong. Cheers, gal. That was real good shit. Next up was the three-way match between the Dream, Strong, and Bruiserweight, Pete Dunne. Out of nowhere, Matt Riddle comes out of the uh, crowd with a microphone. He keeps saying, bro, 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 literally all the way from the audience, all the way into the ring. He gets into the ring and he called out Killian Dane. He wanted to fight him face to face after what Dane Kane did to him on NXT Wednesday. Dane just came out of the crowd, not from behind, but right in front of him. And they beat the piss out of each other from the ring all the way up to the stage. Uh, what you call it? At the end, Matt Riddle was literally on top of his shoulders and he was trying to choke him out. Dane Kane just, uh, what you call Dillian, uh, uh, excuse me, Killian Dane just literally did a suicide bomb off the stage onto his back, went riddle under him, and then they just crashed to the floor through a table. And it looked like Killian Dane was li literally hurt, so who knows? It was crazy, though. All right, uh, now on to the triple threat match. It was between the Velveteen Dream, Riddle, and Dunn for the NXT North American title. It kicked off with the legend, the legend, the Mountie. If you ever heard the Mountie, he used to be a WWE wrestler. I'm not even, <clears throat> excuse me, trying to be funny by calling him a legend. 
was a mountain is great. He was one of the fabulous Ra, 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 La Rouge brothers, Ra, Ra Luge brothers, what have you. He was the man. He did a lot, a lot of different gimmicks in WWE. But his music was playing, and these chicks came out just like bounties. There was a Canadian flag on the screen. After that, it was the Toronto uh, Raptors cheerleaders, and they looked amazing, and they were giving props to Toronto Raptors for winning the championship. After that, Velveteen's dream music hit, and boom, he just came out, and he was surrounded by the Toronto Raptors cheerleaders. It was really, 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 really awesome. Uh, the match did let me down a little bit, though. I thought it would be really amazing, blow the roof off the place, what have you. Even the crowd was not hyped like before, except some spots towards the end. It's sad for me to stay because these three are huge talents. And as writing this, and when I was writing this, I was watching it live, so don't mind me. I could be saying this right now and a couple sentences later saying it was amazing because I'm writing it during. Uh, it was my least favorite match of the night so far, but that didn't hold up. Another one actually was my least favorite. And I was saying that's insane for me to process right now now, blah, 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 blah. but uh, besides that, uh, Pete Dunn busted out some moves tonight. Besides him busting on a new outfit, which he looked awesome in, I like the color of it, the green and black, but he was doing some crazy moves. I didn't even know what he could do. Like, seriously, it was freaking awesome. So, nice job, Dunn. But in the end, they all, st what you call it, they all stepped it up a little. And then at the end, they got one NXT champ from the crowd for a few seconds, so I kept it going. Every match so far, the crowd was chanting NXT because they loved them. Uh, they did have a huge botch. All three were on the top turnbuckle. Uh, Roddy and Dunn did their move and fell to the mat. A couple seconds too late, Velveteen Dream flipped himself right after two, like to go with them, but he, he was too late, literally. And the announcers attempted to cover it up verbally as best they could, but the match had a lot of botches, actually. Uh, in the end, though, Strong threw Dream out of the ring, and he hit Dunn with his finisher when he throws him up in the air and he lets him land on his knees, but when he went for the pin, Dream came off the top rope with the Macho Man elbow, and hit Roddy strong with it. He rolled off a Dunn and then, uh, what you call it, Dream just pinned Dunn and he kept the belt. One, two, three. It was awesome. I mean, the, what you call it, him winning was awesome, but the match wasn't that great. Uh, this actually ended up being my least favorite match of the night, which is insane. But it was Shayna Baszler excuse me, versus Mia Yim for the women's NXT belt. I thought this match was trash. I'm not a Yim fan, and after this, I'm still not. On the Usler Basil's matches are dope AF, but not this one. In the end of the match, it was a very, very nice submission, reversal, submission, tap out to win, and Baylor did keep her title, so it was really, really awesome. Now that this is done with, don't let put her Yim up against her again, and get Shayna Baszler some real competition before she gets called up. I mean, really. Uh, next was the Gargano and Adam Cole match. It was only 9.06 when they took the stage. The pay-per-view started at 8 o'clock, and it's going to be over by 10 if it does run a little bit over. Uh, what you call it? So they had to fill up a whole hour in the ring. It's insane. Uh, Gargano came out in his usual ring gear, but you know how he's been changing it, like Iron Man for the Marvel Universe, what have you. This one was inspired by Wolverine, and it kicked ass. It had, like, the claw marks ripped across the chest, and you could see the blood, and it was just awesome. Uh, what you call it? Uh, then the NXT crowd just kept chanting Adam Cole as they waited for him to appear for his entrance, which I thought was awesome. Uh, let me see. Oh, yeah, on the YouTube show, I did say that the, each wrestler picked a different match. I said that Gargano picked a wrestling match, which wasn't true. Adam Cole did, because this is the best two out of three match. Uh, if they, Whoever wins two matches first wins the belt. And uh, each one of them got to pick which stipulation it was. And if it goes to the third match, William Regal does. So in my YouTube video, I said that uh, Adam Cole picked a street fight, which he didn't. He picked a wrestling match. And I said Gargano picked a wrestling match, which was untrue, Adam 
Cole did, but vice versa. So match one, it was a straight up wrestling match, which was very boring to me. Uh, it was just a time fill it all to help the final fill up the final hour of the pay per view. Adam Cole took a legit beating to his body. In the end, Adam Cole grabbed the chair. The ref told him if he uses it, he will be disqualified. He turned around and ate a super kick by Johnny Gargano. Gargano grabbed the chair, and the ref and then the ref told him the same thing, and he hit Cole with it anyway. So the first match, Adam Cole won by disqualification by of uh, what you call it, from Gargano. But Gargano lost, but he got the advantage for the next match because not only did he hit him once with that chair, it's a street fight now, so anything goes. So he beat the piss out of Adam Cole with that chair. Like I said, the last match was a time eater. It took up 27 minutes, so there you go. And it was just okay. Now back to the street fight. While outside, Gargano legit grabbed this fan's cell phone and took a selfie of himself mid-match, which was awesome. Uh, the street fight kicked ass, but once again, Adam Cole and his body took a legit effing beating. Gargano dominated pretty much the entire match, besides the end, the third match. Uh, in the end, though, Gargano tapped Adam Cole out. Uh, and then it was on to the third and final match. It was William Regal's choice. They gave a peek to the match in a pre-show. It was a legit steel cage of death filled with everything. The crowd went bananas when the cage was lowered on top of the ring when the fighters were still in it. And it was announced that it says no escape match. You have to either get a pinfall or submission. So no DQs, no escape. You can only win by pinfall or submission. The top of the steel cage was wrapped with barbed wire. It was crazy. The chair, like, I mean, the cage attached to it had chairs, fire extinguishers, handcuffs, candlesticks, tables, and more. It was a legit death trap. The crowd, the crowd was chanting, thank you, Rigo. The Toronto crowd reminded me of a New York City crowd. They were hype as fuck, and they were vocal as hell. I love it. Uh, once again, Cole and Gargano beat the piss out of each other. I apologize, guys. Man. Unbelievable. Trying to record a show. I can't erase it now. I'm already 10 minutes in, so I'm sorry. Like an idiot, I forgot to sh uh, shut the notifications off. Please, don't mind me. I'll get it right one day. But these guys did beat the piss out of each other with Kendo 6. Then they super kicked each other at the same time in a place went nuts. The guys tore the house down in the third match. I thought Adam Cole got his neck broke. Gargano hit him with a Canadian Destroyer off the top turnbuckle, and it looked like he broke his neck, but he did. Uh, in the end, they were on top of the cage. It was a secure table up there. I don't know if it was a piece of wood or a piece of, uh, like, a plastic table that wouldn't break, but it was secured onto the mat, uh, cage before the match even started so they wouldn't fall. So Gargano actually climbed to the other side of the cage. There was a pair of uh, pliers or uh, wire cutters in the thing, too. He actually cut a piece of the bar wire off, brought it into the match, him and Adam Cole literally end up on that table on top of the steel cage. Gargano tries to get him with the barbed wire. Cole grabs him. They literally both fall off the top of the cage through one table when they were supposed to hit two and hit the floor. They were both out of it, but Adam Cole had a little bit of power left and the know-how. He crawled over and put his hand over Gargano, and he got the one, two, three. And still, your NXT champion is Adam Cole, baby. So, I mean, the, the, the pay-per-view was friggin' awesome. SummerSlam has the work cut out for them tomorrow, as always. Uh, they, they, they're going to have six hours, and I bet they can't compare with what NXT did in two hours. And it's always like this. Uh, it, it's just insane. But my predictions and all that, let me see real quick. I don't need to go back, but, I mean, I'm out of stuff to say right now because i got a lot, a lot of videos to do, what have you, and get you guys more results and do the high-intensity stuff. So let me see the Street Profits. I did pick them to win. Uh, excuse me, EO. I picked her to win. Uh, let me see. 
I picked Roderick Strong to win the Velveteen Dream Match. I was wrong. I picked Baszler to win. Uh, let me see. And I picked Adam Cole to win. So literally, I went four for five, even though I think there should have been six matches. Maybe I'm missing one, what have you. But for these stats, I got four right, and I only got one wrong, or I just got one wrong, period. But anyway, that's really, really awesome. I thought a lot of titles are going to change hands tonight because of the call-ups that are going to be happening after SummerSlam like they do after WrestleMania, but that's not the case. Uh, I know Triple H is fighting to keep his good, good people on there because Vince always calls them up way too early and then they get buried and they don't do anything, which is friggin' sad. But I hope that you guys enjoyed the pay-per-view. I know I did. Can't wait to see SummerSlam tomorrow. It better be a quarter of as, as as good as NXT Toronto is. I will be back with a YouTube video tomorrow with the results from SummerSlam plus crazy wrestling news I have for you guys. And then also after that, I will try to complete a, I will complete a movie video for the week for movies, video games, uh, reactions, trailers, what have you. And then while and all in between that, in time eventually, I will get together all the footage of High Intensity 8. Because it was crazy, like I said. Hangman Page showed up, all that. If you want to know what happened to High Intensity 8, some of it, check out the YouTube video that I just posted when TakeOver was all on. All right, guys, so I'll be back tomorrow. I'll be back on YouTube for the next two videos. And then I'll be back about Wednesday or Thursday with a new podcast for you guys with everything that happened over the week. So definitely, please, go on YouTube, go on Twitter, what have you. Like, share, subscribe, show us love. On Twitter, it's the AEW Insider 1. On YouTube and Facebook, it's the AEW EW Insider. I thank you so much for you guys for always coming back and you know staying with us and supporting the channel. You guys are great, great fans. Uh, as always, I'm your host Lee Benz, and this is the AEW Insider. See you tomorrow on YouTube.